Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Pattern Interrupt, Change Your World. (laughs) I did something this morning that literally turned my world on its head, and I want to share the method that worked, why I think it worked, and why so many people are talking about this way of going about doing things differently. So let's get right into it. Thanks for joining today, guys. For those of you who've been listening to this show for a while now, you know that I am very rooted in medicine and very rooted in alternative medicine. Um, I kind of love the mixture of the two And I think that's where the secret to life it lies because nobody is completely wrong. I feel like there's always a bit of truth in everybody's reality, right? So I love both. I think there's so much value in both, but I just gotta say, this is gonna touch on on both, both sides. So whatever you fall on, whether you're a little more alternative, whether you're a little more mainstream, Eastern, Western medicine, does not matter. This is so beautiful. It is about the subconscious mind. It is about reprogramming the neural pathways. So there's science backing what this is. And really what it comes down to is if you are in a pattern of every day you get up. I mean, we're robotic, guys. I hate to say it. I hate to feel it. I hate to see it. But it is so true that so many people are just going through life, doing the same thing in the same way. You get up, put the same foot on the floor first, head to the same place in your house to do the same thing, make a cup of coffee or um, put your contacts in or use the restroom or whatever it is, you do the same thing in the same pattern day in, day out, day in, day out. Oh, it almost makes me feel nauseous just to think about it. Um, (laughs) That it's a mundane thing, yes, it becomes very monotonous and non-exciting, but it also ingrains, it's a pattern that is done so many times that it's like your body comes to expect it. Why would it expect any different? It's safe. It feels like this is the way, right? So after a while, it's sort of like uh, autopilot, I guess is the best way to put it. So I love the movie Click, by the way. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. (laughs) I call it a Christmas movie in my house, but it's not. It just happens to happen. Um, I don't, does it happen around Christmas? Maybe it doesn't even have a Christmas element at all, does it? Good goodness. I don't even know that it does. I just feel like I, maybe I watch it every year around Christmas time. How hilarious is that? Oh, okay, sidetracked. So anyway, the idea of the movie, um, and it's Adam Sandler and Kate Beckinsale, for those of you who want to look it up um, as the main actor and actress, and I love both of them to death. So um let me just say that the the concept of it is a guy who's just like trying to get ahead at work. Like how many of us are just trying to make it happen? So it's always like shoving aside the things that are really of importance and value to us, like family and the people that we love kind of get not shoved aside, but like tabled, right? I'll do that later. Like I just want to hit this goal and then we'll do the, the thing, right? And that is just, oof. But so he ends up going to like a bed, bath and beyond. And, um, and then it's like a, you know, probably a dream really is what it is. Cause he lays down on like the bed inside the store. And then this whole thing ensues of him receiving from the angel of death, this remote control that can basically control his whole life. Now, if you think about that, 
Um, what would you do with that? I mean, it's a big responsibility, right? And we all think, oh my gosh, no, I know exactly what I would put on pause, mute, fast forward, like I know. Well, the problem is not is it, it's, well, maybe an addiction of, of sorts that he gets to of like, oh yeah, I just got to get through this. Like every time things get hard, he wants to kind of fast forward through it. Well, then the problem is even when things were good, <laughs> like certain things that you might not want to fast forward through in life, um, if you do it even just once, it was like the remote started to take on, like it knows your patterns and it wants to sort of take over an autopilot like mode ensues. So he's like going through his whole life, not really experiencing it just in this autopilot um you know, space. And then before you know it, he's fast forwarded through so many times to get to that next promotion or that next goal that now life has just passed him by. Um, he lost his wife, his kids have grown, you know, they, it's like he missed the passing of his dad even because he was just in the mode of getting to the next thing. And oh, such a, it hits my soul, that movie. I don't know what it is. It just, I love it so deeply because the message in it is so powerful. And it is the stuff of life that we don't want to fast forward through, right? We're, we're not here to achieve goals. We are here to live life and have every second feel so full and so good. So stop fast forwarding through that stuff to get to the next thing. Or you're going to find yourself with a whole bunch of things, you know, and achievements maybe. But for what? And to what end? To enjoy with who? Who's going to be there with you in the end when you hit all those goals? If you're just so, you know, narrow focused, um, no one wants to have tunnel vision to the exclusion of like blocking out family, love, uh, you know, the fun times, the really good things. So don't skip by all that stuff, you know, in the effort to just, just as soon as I get there, it'll be different. And because in our minds, it's always like, you know, months away. It's I'm almost there. Like, you know, maybe year, a year or two at the most, but like I'm almost there. And when I get there and have that or whatever, then I can calm down and enjoy and sit back and early retire and Okay, keep telling yourself that. <laughs> so this concept is all about shake up that pattern. You are not a robot. I am telling you right now, stop playing it safe, predictable, boring. Change it up. I got out of bed this morning. I brushed my teeth with my left hand. I'm a right-handed. I never brush my teeth before breakfast. Doesn't make an ounce of sense to me because why would you do that when you're just about to eat breakfast? But I did today. Um, you then want to like infuse yourself with something good, okay? So whatever, I mean, what message is it that you need to hear? What thing is it you're not giving yourself enough of? So for people who are, we've been talking about like anxious attachment styles and stuff. So if you are somebody who's like always waiting for other people's approval or um, whatever it is that you kind of crave that gives you a dopamine fix when you get it like you know when your heart gets like excited so for a lot of people the anxious attachment they're like waiting on that text message the email um, the phone call the reach out from somebody or um, you know the approval from a boss that whatever it is and it gives you that little rush of feel good of course it doesn't last long wears off quick but my question is whatever that thing is that you're needing like that neediness around what what feeling do you get when you get that little rush? What is it giving you? Now for me, I had to really dig deep and I was like, it's a feeling of like attention or like, um, like feeling loved just because. Like not having to do any kind of like loops, hoops, whatever. It's just like when I get like friends are reaching out and I'm getting like, 
you know, feedback from clients or whatever, and it's positive, when I get that little rush, it's usually for me like a validation of like, I don't know if it's worthiness, but it makes me feel like, um, like people just love me because of who I am and it's unconditional and it's there and it's available and um, that kind of feeling like, and I love that feeling. I definitely think, you know, those of you that have been following me, you know, the loss of my husband, it makes you like lose that source of somebody giving you that feedback often when you lose somebody really close to you. So getting it from outside sources was something I got in a pattern of and I didn't even recognize it, that um, I really loved that feeling. And so when I would hear back from somebody that something really worked or if like um, even just like a friend reaching out during the day and when I'd hear the ding on the phone, it was like, oh, good, like somebody's thinking of me. You know, because I didn't get that anymore for my husband. So it definitely was filling like a little void. So I was like, oh, interesting. So this is my thing. So you got to figure out what your thing is. Like, is it like, ooh, approval, ooh, uh, uh, love or um, attention? I really need attention and I'm getting it right now. Like, what is the thing that it's feeding in you? Where's the, where's that void? What is it filling up? So once you can recognize whatever that is, you want to give it to yourself because that's the true, true magnetism in this world. Whatever you're in need of or wanting or getting from someone else, an outside source, whatever that is, is what you really need more of, right? Because you're craving it. So just give it to yourself and that makes you a magnet for it and you'll start getting more of it from outside sources. So if, you know, some people will do it where they're just looking at themselves and saying like, I love you, I love you. You look yourself right in the eye in the mirror in, in the morning and you just, I love you, I love you. Or you're worth it, you're amazing, you're amazing, you're, you know, you're worthy, you're worthy. Whatever it is, repeat it like at least 10 times, like in just looking straight at yourself and feel it and let it get in. Whatever the thing is you just determined you needed more of. So you're giving it to yourself. Then do some breathing, right? Take some deliberate deep breaths like big, deep breaths, like make some action steps here. Like, you know, you're taking this in, infuse it in your body. This is going to seal it in. You're going to do this about three times a day, like morning, noon, night kind of thing. You want to do this deliberately, maybe 30 deep breaths like that, like sink right in. Like that would be about what I would do. Maybe if you 30 starts to make you feel like you're about to pass out, <laughs> maybe 20, but you get where I'm going with this. And then you're going to start your day. But before that, for me, I still always want to infuse gratitude. So I still try to be like, okay, I'm grateful for like how, you know, solid I feel in this. I'm grateful for a new fresh start. I'm grateful for like, you know, how awesome yesterday was and what I got accomplished. I'm grateful my kids are in a great mood this morning and healthy. Like I throw in some really solid things that I'm so grateful for. And that always helps too because your mind will start to go to like worries of the day and you want to divert that at the first sign of your brain going into like what today has to hold and all that stuff because that usually starts to snowball it into the like, you know, you're standing at the front of a split in the road and you're going to head down the one of doing for the day, worrying, like list checking. If you feel like you're standing there... You know, I want you to be able to just sort of veer the other way and infuse it with a little bit of the gratitude and the feel good and look what I already have. And don't worry, it's not going to make you less productive by heading that way first. If anything, once you're stepping into that role of being grateful, it gives you more to be grateful for. And usually that is accomplishing the stuff. So it's not as though like I'm taking this fork in the road. Now I'm like stuck going east instead of west. It's not really like that. It's more like 
I'm choosing this path to get to the same end goal. And it's a shorter, it's like a shortcut. <laughs> That's the way I see it. So the path you're going to choose is the shortcut and it starts with the gratitude. So this guys, I did it this morning when I got up, like I said, the left hand, the, all of it, like went through all the steps and it was so bizarre how instantaneously I felt different inside. And I don't know if it's because once you decide and you take an action step and you're like, all right, I'm doing this, how quickly things start to change. But I was just like letting everything roll this morning. Like even my kids, I don't think like I was on them as much about, did you do this? Did you do that? Like I usually kind of list check with them like to make sure they don't forget anything. I kind of just was a little more at ease with the whole morning process. Um, I think that, I don't know, there was something, there was just something different and I can't quite put my finger on it. But I mean, we're talking about changing things in neural pathways and what are neural pathways? I mean, it's like, I think of it in terms of muscles. This is the best way to really explain it because, well, one, because I have my doctorate in physical therapy, so it kind of goes there for me anyway. But I think of muscle memory, right? So muscle memory is something we use in physical therapy all the time. Like if you do something again and again and again, then your muscles sort of retain that pattern, right? Um, So when you're, let's say when I'm coaching my kids in basketball, if they make a shot and they finally just got the perfect form, like a lot of people are like, oh, end on a make. I'm like, no, make again, make again, make again. Like get it in your muscles so they know how to function, what it felt like to get it right. Like you don't want to do 60 wrong and then you get one right and then you walk away. Do you really think you just reinforce the good pattern or the bad there? Because that's not really practice, right? You're not practicing the better way. You just practice the bad way. <laughs> you got it right once and walked off. So you want to you know, give your body that, that pattern and give it again and again and again until it becomes like a normal sense for it. Well, that's what you're doing with your brain when you're doing these neural pathway changes and pattern interrupt. You are literally treating your brain like a muscle and showing it like, this is a new way, but I'm not going to just show it to you once. This is important. I mean, Yes, it is important. That first one is really important. But then you want to continue with that because what? how many times have you done that robotic pattern, right? So to really interrupt it and to get that sort of muscle memory and, and new vibrational way and all that stuff and to get it into the, um, into the nervous system, at a level of the nervous system. So that is like, think about the nervous system as like the circuits in your body, right? You want it to be different. It's like rerouting, right? Like when people who do electrical work, you know, you're literally showing the wires another way and like you're changing it. You're not just showing it this can be the way, but you're literally going to rewire. So that is when the magic sets in because then it's a daily experience that can be changed. Not just a moment, not just a morning, but you're going to be different. Like this stuff works and you will be different. So if you are ready for a major shift, like if you want your world tipped upside down like mine was, you got to be ready to like, I mean, for me, I was just ready to cut those cords with the old way. I was at a point where I was like, I don't know how I got here to the point where like, I feel better and my day goes better when I get more of that sort of feedback or like I was, I don't know. I didn't like that anymore. I was like, I need to get back. And when you talk about being, feeling more independent and in control of your life, for sure, being in control of your own happiness is 
essential. Like I needed to get back to the point where I don't care what other people do or don't do or tell me or don't, the feedback, the lack thereof, the like who I bump into in a day or any of that stuff. None of it. It should be rolling off of me. That is like, sure, when you see somebody that you have a great time with and your vibration's high and or you, you know, somebody gives you a reach out who makes you laugh or whatever, those things should enhance your situation. But you shouldn't have your situation be dependent on whether or not that comes or not. Right. So that's the biggest difference. You want to be at a point where no matter what, you are in a really good state. And yes, other people can ramp it up, but nothing's going to knock it down. Why would you ever want to dip down with your energy? And if you start to sense it, you're going to become so much more keenly aware, by the way, of people who negatively affect your energy (laughs) that you are going to just repel it because once you're in that good state for a while, like I, I just, this has been ongoing for me for a while. I've really, my whole life, I'm a pretty high vibrational, happy person, but the energy shift to me of being around people who complain a lot and all that, it feels very repelling to me at this stage in my life because I can recognize old patterns and ways in that person. And so it's a gift to bump into someone like that sometimes because you can see like, ooh, I don't want that. You know, I'm never going to let myself go back there. And so sometimes when you're experiencing that, it's like you feel like you get infused in it. Their emotion around something, like they're so heated about this situation and whatever. And it's easy to kind of let your vibration go to where they're going. They're storytelling and you're like reenacting it in your mind almost. You're seeing it. There's colors to it. It's happening. So that is like an unhealthy place to be around people that will drag you right into that story with them. Um... And I really think that the main key there is to be able to step away and and watch it more like a movie than like being in the movie. You know, you don't want to get involved and let your energy tank because this person is like over the moon about like, you know, so this is a great example. A mom friend of mine, every time I talk to her, it is a complaint about either the school, the basketball program, the whatever. It's like a constant vent and I think it's because oh I got a friend to listen and this has been bothering me I just want to get it off my chest but like every time we connect I gotta listen to like the woes and the all the stuff and it like ugh, it feels gross like now I don't even look forward to the reach outs anymore because I'm like oh here we go here's another story like if I'm going to share a story about something crazy that happened to me usually for me I try to at least share it with people in a way where they can see the humor in it because come on guys let's start laughing at ourselves a little more like this the obscene things that can happen in my day sometimes are just like, oh my gosh, if you can't just laugh and share it with somebody in that way, I mean, what does that do? It it gets it off my chest and out there, but it also uplifts them because they get to have a moment, whether they're laughing at me or not, I don't even care. I just want to make someone else's experience positive and I don't want to vent in a way that, you know, drags anybody down or makes me just, oh, I hate complainers. Isn't that awful? I mean, I hate to say, I shouldn't hate anybody. Um... It's just like, it's just so repelling. I don't know. Something about when people just keep seeing that cup half empty. It's like, come on. At what point do you want to see how much is still in there? And this is my thing with a half empty cup, guys. Even if you want to see it as a half empty cup, let's look at it this way for a second. If your cup is totally full, there's no room for new experiences. Like you can't walk around with a cup so full and not be and then allow in new stuff because it's just going to overflow. So you got to release something and it's better to be releasing 
the negatives and then allow more space for the good stuff to come in. And so for people who are just walking around like, oh, my cup's half empty, like, yeah, good. Bring it on. You got some space to put some stuff in there. Stop complaining and put in some good energy. Like, all right. You know, like I get it. I feel drained sometimes too. We all do. We all go through stuff and um, we feel depleted at times. But that just means if you're feeling depleted, you've got some space to grow and bring in some good stuff. So like, just let it be. (laughs) That's okay. Don't look at it as always like some big negative thing. Like, oh my gosh, I've got nothing left in me. I'm broken. I'm like, if I hear that from people, it's like, yes, you are. You will be. You, I will fully agree and subscribe to that because (laughs) I'm looking at it. You are all those things. Maybe you want to do something different. Maybe start speaking some words uh, that are a little more positive, like instead of saying I'm broken, maybe you say like, wow, I went through some stuff and look at me, I'm pretty strong that I'm on the other end of it. Like I'm grateful for that. Like life showed me a mess and I was able to overcome it and now I feel stronger because of it. And I'm grateful for that experience because it taught me some stuff. <laughs> whoa, did that hurt? <laughs> I mean, some of you are probably like, whoa, that's, I don't know. But it's true. It's not just like, I'm not just puffing up some like, fake and nobody should do this in a fake way nobody should just force some kind of bubbly like um you know i don't know you it it has to come from a genuine space when you are this way but if you really feel that way in your soul then it comes through and people read it and it feels genuine i have seen some inauthentic garbage come out of people's mouths some like fake positivity stuff that is like even maybe more repulsive to me than the the people with the half empty cup because there's nothing worse than people pretending to be in a great state of mind when really they are clearly not. So stay authentic with this. Really find the way to dig deep and get into some positive headspace. So I'm going to take a quick break, guys, on that note. Be right back. All right, guys, it's holiday time. And well, for those of you listening on replay, maybe it's not. But at the moment, I have spaces open in my larger group for Lost Just Sucks. Grief doesn't have to. And it is a beautiful community that, well, okay, let me just restart this. I have two different programs. I have one that is a monthly subscription in a Facebook group where it is full support, coaching by me, um, weekly posts to help people through all the impossible parts of grief that is just really based around soul crushing loss and what are we doing to get through it. It's amazing. Now that at $33 a month, you can stay as long as you want or as little as you'd like. Um, There's no obligation to stay in for any set amount of time and you get the whole library of past lives, posts, all the stuff right from day one. So there's that. Now, the loss just sucks, grief doesn't have to program is a different thing. It comes with all of that for life, so you don't have to pay a a monthly subscription, which is wonderful. so you can be in that group for life. But then on top of that, you get one-on-one support by me for 10 weeks. There's videos, workbooks, so much stuff. And this is where I really give away so many of my great secrets, exactly what I did to feel my husband close to me after I lost him. How did I get through so many of these different steps that people ask me questions on all the time? There is not a thing 
that I learned that I didn't pack into that program. Um, it's powerful and there's a guarantee. So I will keep working with you till we get you to some of those goals. And I just want you guys to feel good in the holidays. So if you need this or you have a loved one who does, um, the larger program is 2,800. The monthly one is $33. I will drop links in today's podcast description. So if you guys want to grab any of those for the holidays, that's where you can find it. All right, back to the show. So going back to pattern interrupt, in what ways can we do this? I mean, yes, brushing your teeth with your left hand is a great way to start the day just to throw yourself right off right from the get-go. Love that. I also would say there are probably some pretty hidden ways in which we are stuck in patterns throughout our day that really affect us in a big way that we probably don't even notice anymore, especially like once you've really gotten robotic, it just is what it is. You eat lunch at noon. It is what it is. You pick the kids up from school at three. Whatever it is, it's likely something you've done so much you don't even think. You just do it. You go. You you know make the coffee, hop in the car. So those are the real things where you can see the biggest impact because they're the biggest pattern. So for instance, maybe you have your kids start taking the bus home. Wow. Just that thought. Like, right? What could that open up? The time in your day, uh, ability to do something else for an hour, whatever it is, like maybe you just really need to shake things up, but it might actually have a positive impact on them as well. You know, so there's a lot of things that we just, well, that's the way it has to be. I have to get my kids. I don't have a choice, but maybe you do have a little choice. Maybe there's a little option. Maybe there's a carpool or a friend who could maybe grab them twice a week or like just a little something like that's the thing. I mean, I think a lot of people will quickly argue those limitations, which is sort of just the human way. But are you really limited or do you have options? Do you have ways where you can shake it up a bit? You could say, no, I have a a patient every day at 7 a.m. That's what I used to say. I didn't have a choice. I had to be to work at that time. And uh, but there was other options. There's always a third door, right? So I started to realize, well, I could reach out to my boss and say, hey, this schedule doesn't really serve me that great anymore. Can I just, you know, turn it around and do this instead and work an hour later and, um, you know, go in an hour later. And, and yeah, it was always almost a yes. Like I just hadn't really thought about it. You know, why not? What is the big deal? Or if, um, you know, when I really was like not wanting to go into the office, I had projects that I could work on. They could be done from home, but until you ask, you might not know what's available to you, but don't just immediately say, well, this is something that can't budge and can't change. I mean, even letting my dog out, you could argue, well, oh no, they're trained now to have to pee at 7 AM. I have to let them out at that time or there'll be an accident. Okay, go on believing that and go on having to serve a four-legged creature above yourself. But I'm guessing just as you trained them the first go-round, they can get trained. Maybe you don't immediately do it in a way where, you know, you change the time you let them out by two hours. Maybe you know that once you feed them, they will have to go out within 10 minutes of being fed or they'll have an accident. So maybe instead of feeding them at 6.50, and then letting them out at seven, you feed them at seven, right? And then at seven ten, they have to go out. What I'm saying is just there's sometimes more of an opportunity than people want to give any clout to. It's like that. No, I'd rather just say this. This one thing can't be changed. I guarantee anything could be changed. 
you know, it'll disrupt like crazy a whole bunch of other things like dominoes. But it's like it's easier to just argue the fact that it's just easier to keep it as it is. I don't know about that. Like really, it, the consequences spill over of that, that pattern. It spills over in all kinds of areas. You know, you feel limited. I can't even travel because I have this pet at home. That's such baloney. I bet I just met a woman actually this past summer. The second she met my dog, she was like, oh my gosh, if you ever go away, please let me take him. The craziest part is I think I spent uh, three or $400 for a week to go away, just keep him boarded. I don't even remember. I could be way off on numbers, but I remember it being like significant enough where some people probably convince themselves, well, I can't afford to do this. Whatever, you know what I mean? It's silly. I didn't even have to pay anybody. I could have literally just let this woman enjoy the dog. <laughs> I didn't even have to like board him. And the boarding part was the craziest part because they had adjusted my flights according to it because I needed to get back at a certain hour to make sure that I picked him up from the daycare or whatever before they closed for the night. And like I could have just had him with a friend, <laughs> which is so crazy because I would have been adamant that no, this is something I can't change. I need someone to watch the dog. But I hadn't really looked at all the options. I hadn't really thought through finding a different way than what I had always just done. And like he was going to enjoy that experience with this woman so much more than he would have enjoyed being in a crate for most of the time or a room or whatever by himself. And like it's a little stressful for my dog. He's a little high maintenance at times. But to be around a lot of other dogs at once because, well, one, he's kind of a glorified house cat. Um, but he's also had some negative experiences with other dogs. And so, I mean, it was giving me anxiety just thinking about leaving him there anyway but this woman was going to just dote on him. Ooh, hey now. <laughs> that was scary. Sorry about that. Every now and then my alarm wants to remind me of something. You know what's in there actually? You know what just went off in that alarm? Man, that just made me jump. I'll have to edit this a little so it doesn't startle y'all. But um, it just popped up that I need to do a leg stretch. Isn't that hilarious? When you really want change, guys, set your alarm. Because my mind can get so off course. I mean, look what was just happening. I was just talking about my dog at a daycare. Now my thing went off and now I'm in a whole different tangent. But um, it's very easy to just not make the time in the day for something that you really want to do. So I've been wanting to do my like more leg stretches lately and have I just keep neglect. It's like the one thing I push off and oh, I'll do it and I'll do it after this. Oh, I'll do it after. And it never was getting completed. So now that I put it in my phone and that alarm goes off, I remember probably 50% of the time. <laughs> but that's way better than the like 2% I was getting in before. So definitely use that strategy. It helps. And it might help with this too, right? Pattern interrupting because I mean... For sure, that alarm alone just kind of woke me up out of my fog because it's like once I get into podcast mode, here's what I do until it's done. And like, that's awful. It's <laughs> so awful. I don't mind something that throws me off that happens while I'm in the middle of recording sometimes. And it will just sort of shake me up a bit and get me out of the like, I don't know, the tunnel vision on a topic. It's a good thing. <laughs> so I don't even mind. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna edit it out, but I might turn it down a little so it doesn't startle you like it startled me. Anyway, yeah, back to the dog, but uh, <laughs> so uh, instead of making excuses for not doing certain things in your life, start looking at what the excuses are and then evaluate, is there a pattern interrupt that can help this situation? Is there a way in which my excuses are literally just that I'm, I'm making up reasons to not do the darn thing and so what are those excuses and is there any validity because 
your brain's going to originally say yes. Of course there is. I want to protect my, you know, I want the safety around what's common and familiar. And it's going to like try like crazy to keep yourself safe, to not change or shake anything up. So your mind is going to want to defend the fact that this is the only way, but it's not. So keep digging, you know. And so whatever your excuses are, dig, dig, dig to how can I get around this? How can I shake things up and make it different so this is no longer a limiting factor? And that's where growth comes from. I mean, I have been changing like crazy this past month, but this little activity of changing the neural pathways was a different level because it was instantaneous. How cool is that? Like, yeah, like I said, I think that there needs to be now a new pattern of the good way of doing things, but if anything, my new pattern now is to mix it up daily, <laughs> right? To keep throwing myself off a bit and do it different every every day. But um, but that aside, I think that when you really make a shift like this on a level of the nervous system, that can be sustainable, right? So um, if you're feeling like you keep making little changes and you'll have a good hour or a day, <laughs> You know, but then it's kind of like, man, I'm back into that funk again or the groove of monotony. Then I think you need to apply something like this to just get off of your patterns, you know, pattern interrupt the heck out of your day for a whole day and then look back and go, how was that day? Was that a good one? And it probably is. Yeah, it probably was a better day than the previous six in a row that were the exact same as the last. So that alone will probably improve your state of mind. <laughs> but um, just give it a full day of like full force positivity, but also and gratitude. Uh, but also, I think just throwing yourself off, put your pants on with the other leg, step off the other side of your bed. Um, you know, instead of an alarm clock, have a radio wake you up. Um, instead of going the same drive into work, maybe you take the other route, which, you know, maybe adds on two minutes, but it's a beautiful lake ride or something. I don't know. Whatever it is, keep throwing off your day a little bit. Instead of coffee, maybe you get a tea today or maybe you don't get anything until, you know, an hour later or, or instead maybe getting a coffee, you you know, stop by the store and get a fruit bowl. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, keep messing it up. Keep trying to find ways. Ooh, that was a weird little volume thing. Sorry, guys. Um, find a way to just make it different. And if you keep throwing yourself off in those ways, like, and these aren't, like, so not major things. Like, I'm not even saying, like, you have to change the time you arrive to work. But even just starting small with like putting your pants on with the other leg first. Those changes are, they, um, how do I put it? Like affect your nervous system in a way where it's constantly going, whoa, what, what was that? And then, and it's that unsureness. <laughs> I don't think that's a word. Um, and that feeling of it, you know, oh, this is not safe. This is different. It's change. It's dangerous. But then your body will see, oh, hey, it worked out okay. Actually, it wasn't so dangerous. Actually, doing things a different way didn't hurt me at all. And if you keep feeding it that, it's going to start to say, oh, doing things different every day actually feels good. And then that's what it starts to protect is like the 
feeling of like variety and spice of life. And that's what it wants to defend instead of defending the monotony and pattern of every day the same. You know what I mean? So you're going to start to show your body that feeling good can come from, you know, doing whatever, having a little spontaneity, having a little change. <laughs> and that's a beautiful gift to give to yourself. So that's the way I sort of view it now is I am definitely re, um, yes, reprogramming, but um, retraining myself to look at life differently and to be okay and feel safe in the environment of something totally off the beaten path because I've trained it with these little daily things of teeth brushing and pants putting on, getting out of bed in a way where it got used to the idea that sometimes things will be different and we're still safe and we're still good. So then those bigger changes that I wanna make don't suddenly feel so scary because my body is not terrified of new patterns and changes and ways. So if you find yourself being somebody who's a little high stress around anything different or new major shifts or like I have a lot of people in my grief Facebook group who will often say to me, I don't think I can do this alone now. I've always had my partner with me, whether it's travel or, um, you know, buying a new home or moving or uh, whatever it is, they've always had that support of their person with them. And in the absence of that, they feel frozen and stuck and just unable to be able to put one foot in front of the other. And the reality is you can totally do this, but your body is used to the same set ways with a person by your side as a safety net. And it does need to be shown that this is okay. This is my new way and it's safe, and it's not threatening, and it's going to open up new opportunities. So it's a big, big move for many people to start shaking things up. But if you start small by turning left instead of turning right, or, you know, Sundays don't have to be, go get the newspaper, read a coffee downtown with my friends. I could do that on Saturday night or whatever. Like just make a little changes that where your body can go, oh, this is different, but you know what, not bad. It was a pretty good day. And it'll keep doing that, it'll build. And pretty soon, you're not even gonna recognize your life <laughs> in the best possible way, because you're not gonna be a robot anymore. And you're not gonna have the same predictable, boring pattern. And you're gonna have so many things arrive that you've been wanting for so long, because it now has the opportunity to. Do you really think that a boring pattern lends to goal achievement and like hitting all the things you want to do in your life? Not really. If you're doing the same thing day in, day out, um, going to the same job, seeing the same people, drinking the same thing, like where does it fit into that? All these dreams and goals and big things you want. Like wh why do you think, what is that? The definition of insanity, right? Like doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. What on earth are you doing? That's what I want to say is like, why on earth would you keep doing the same pattern when you know you want a different outcome? So what on earth is a day in and day out, same repetitious, boring, I'm really trying to watch my language. I don't know. I swear more than I realize. Um, but what, what on earth are you showing yourself? You're not showing yourself opportunities. You're not showing yourself, you know, any space for change. You're not providing the universe with an opportunity to give you what you want to receive. You are clenched fists and saying, I want, I want, I want. It's so ridiculous. And it's ridiculous when you can step out of it and look back at it. But when you're in it, it feels like 
You don't know my life. You don't know my day. I have no choice. I got to get to this work site for this time. If I lose this job, I lose this house. People will tell me all kinds of stuff, but I am going to tell you there's not a person alive who can't swap their toothbrush from one hand to the other. There's not one person alive who can't manage to like, you know what I'm saying? Well, okay, so I shouldn't say there's not one person alive. Of course, there's people who don't even have two hands. So of course, there's people that can't do that, but they could do something different is my point, right? (laughs) So I won't even let you be limited by losing an appendage. I'm telling you right now, there's no sense in making an excuse because there's always another way. You know what I'm saying? Like there's always another way. So no matter what your excuses are, start evaluating those. Start figuring out why are you so defensive around the fact that it has to be this way? You know, what are you protecting? Safety, right? I mean, safety is pretty boring. I mean, it's good to be safe in life, but like people who are afraid to step out of their home, they're going to miss a lot. You can stay safe. You can stay quiet. You can, you know, be the hermit. You can remove yourself from things. You can have the same food for dinner every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know what I'm, you know what I'm going with this. You can do those things. Is it a life you're going to look back at and feel good about? That's the real question. And if you're like, no, I really want to achieve this one thing, but like I've got time. I mean, I'll get there. That's where the problem lies. That's when I'm going to tell you, nope, you probably never will if you're stuck in these patterns. I mean, so I can't tell you how many people, unfortunately, I don't know what this is about, but get to that retirement time, whatever it is, like people that are retiring in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 90s, doesn't matter. It seems like the second people are like at the, like standing at the ready to retire is when people pass away so often. I can't tell you how often I've seen this. I don't know why that is. I do not know, but I would say if you're putting things off till retirement or if you are waiting for a day when time opens up, when there's a gap in the pattern, when finally you don't have so much on your plate, if you're waiting for that, unfortunately, it might not come. That's all I want to warn you about is that it might not be there. So don't shelf everything else while you're on that path to getting there. Like keep doing the things of life. And the best way to do that in a really fun way is to just mix it up. (laughs) So guys, thank you for joining me today. I really just kind of rattled off this episode, I feel like in a blink, but um, there's so much more I could really say on this topic. But for now, let's just start small. Start by, you know, doing the patterns that I talked about right off the bat. Change it up. See what kind of magic pops into your day. Feel free to report back. Let me know what happens. Um, Yeah, I'm Heather at CanYouCureCancer.com. If you ever want to send me an email and just say, hey, (laughs) this is what this is what popped up for me when I did this. If you have questions or if you just want to, you know, comment. I'd love to hear it because for me, it was pretty magical and instantaneous. I am in a good vibration today. I'm going to carry this with me. I'm going to make it great. So guys, go have a great day. Come back next week. I'm so grateful for all of you, your support, your follows, your downloads. It helps keep me going. So keep it coming. Tell your friends about me and have a happy holiday if I don't hear from you until then. All right. Bye guys. Thanks again.